Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I, uh, and uh, for the timekeeper again, thank you for your service. If you'll unmute yourself and tell me, uh, I'm on my phone, my PC hates Zoom. And so I can't scroll and see everybody um, on the camera, which is probably better because it's a little less intimidating. So, but um, hey everybody, I'm Stacy, compulsive over and under eater in Tennessee with my cat. And I was uh, joking before the meeting started that I, I am purposefully still in my pajamas today because um, the third tradition for OA is that the only requirement for membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. So I am here. And um, the reason why I'm saying it this way is because I personally will use any reason to differentiate or to discard my ability to attend a meeting or to be involved in the program. I've been in OA for over nine years, almost 10 years. It's unbelievable. Um, I have uh, lost 120 pounds-ish from my top weight. Um, I had lost all that from um, over-exercising and dieting and getting straight into anorexia and bulimia. Um, and so I have both sides of this disease because I was one of the biggest girls in my high school graduating class. Um, it was a small class, but still. And so looking at, you know, what are all the things that I personally use to say that this program doesn't work for me? for Stacy, who doesn't believe in God. And um, actually, when I did believe in God, it was just fire and brimstone kind of God and Santa Claus. So um, I saw some topics being mentioned. I love that. Um, those are a lot of those topics are things that um, I hopefully will discuss a little bit today. Um, but I'll leave my number for follow-up afterwards as well. Um, and some of them are things that I'm still figuring out. Um, you know, I, uh, alas, after nine and a half years, I'm still needing to show up here. And, and I'm saying that jokingly because LA, my fellows are some of the best people I've ever met in my entire life. The big book of Alcoholics Anonymous says that we are normally, we are people, we are people who normally would not mix. And I have found that so much to be true. And, um, I'm so grateful for that because I would use any reason to stay close-minded, even though I thought I was an open-minded person. Um, and the rooms of OA have really shown me how to be a more open-minded person and a more compassionate person. And um, so I just want to briefly um, show a couple of pictures and I'll, I'll explain it to anybody who's listening to the podcast. This first one is me in high school and um, I'm helping to repair a house that we used to live in. And so you can kind of see how much bigger, I'm probably about 60 pounds bigger there. That was around um, my top weight in high school. 
Um, but I wasn't done yet. And so I gained another 60 pounds after that. And, um, this is when I was about probably about 60 to 80 pounds more than I am now, which is about the size that I was when I came into the rooms. Um, again, I, I, uh, I would binge, I would steal my roommate's food. I would steal my partner's food. I would sneak out in the middle of the night and get food. I would make up excuses to get food. And then I would go in and try to over-exercise. And I can tell you how many calories something is, how many fat grams it is, how many points it was, you know, back in that version of that program. Um, I can tell you how many uh, minutes I would have to run to run that off. You know, um, the, the, I self-knowledge, you know, knowledge of what I needed, quote unquote, to do was never the issue. I always knew what I needed to do to lose weight, but I couldn't. So what was the issue? The issue was in my head. That's and when, thank you. When I started in OA, um, I came into OA not because I wanted to just lose weight. That was a secondary issue. The, the primary issue was because I couldn't stand being in my own head anymore. All I could do was think about food, how I was going to get it, what I was going to do with it, how I was going to hide it, how I was going to get rid of it. What can I do to, to, you know, to move it around so that it didn't look like I took anything, you know, it was just, it was constant and constant feeling about my body. Um, I'd always been very disconnected from my body. Uh, I joke that I felt like I was a balloon, um, like in the uh, cartoon commercials where it's like just their head floating around on balloons and they're completely disconnected from their body. I still feel that way a lot of the time. I'm still learning how to do that. And the body image meetings are really helpful for that. Um, and you notice how I'm talking about food. I'm talking about about mentality. I'm talking about a lot of things. I'm not talking about God or the lack thereof, because for me, that's been a really great part of my program is that, um, I came into these rooms and, and I kept hearing the word God. And, and for, um, those of us who can relate, my grandfather was an elder in a very conservative Christian church. And, he was very verbally and, and emotionally and physically abusive. And so I thought to myself, if that is what God has on this earth to represent himself, himself being God, then I don't want any part of that nonsense. So I had discounted God for, um, for a very long time. And I thought that, that God was, I've heard the term getcha God, like, oh, I'm just going to sit over here with a clipboard. And every time that you're doing something wrong, then I'm going to zap you. And, um, and it's very, a very hidden part of me felt like I deserved it. I must have done something wrong to deserve the body that I got and the, the things that had happened to me growing up. Um, so I was very resentful and, um, there's a lot of um, stipulation in uh, a lot of OA rooms that um, either will directly or indirectly state that, well, you need to believe in God or, and you need to believe in this certain type of religious doctrine to recover. And um, 
I am, I am here as a case example of that is not the case. Um, I'm a scientist by trade. So like, where's the data? The data shows me that when I work these steps, I don't eat my binge foods. <clears throat> That's it. And so, um, I don't, I don't go to, uh, a certain religious doctrine location unless I'm going to a meeting, you know, pre COVID and, um, and I don't follow a particular religion and I get what I can and I leave the rest, which is the slogan of our program. And I really take that to heart. So, um, I have some OA literature, OA approved literature that, that addresses that, you know, because I'm, I'm like, okay, I need to find where I can belong because I know where I don't, you know, I'm looking for that all the time. I'm looking for me being different from my fellows all the time. Um, but where, where can I fit? And so in the, in the big book, appendix two talks about a spiritual experience and William James, who is the grandfather of modern psychology is quoted in that. And, um, and so I'm like all in, you know, and, uh, there's also two stories. One is called listening to the wind, which was written by a native American pilot. And the other one is called the vicious cycle. So, um, for anyone who doesn't know the, the term God, as we understand him, the, as we understand him piece came from this person because he was atheist and he stayed sober and ticked everybody off because they couldn't figure out how this person could stay sober without God being in the picture. So that's how the God quote unquote, as we understood him came into the big book. Um, also, you know, one of my favorite, uh, questions is in this questions and answers pamphlet, which is OA. And it says, is OA a religious society? And I'm just going to read the first sentence. Is OA a religious society? No. That's the first sentence. So um, much to, thank you, thank you. So I'm here to reassure everybody who has that doubt, who thinks that they don't belong, who I, when I thought I didn't belong, there is a place for everybody here as long as there's a desire to stop eating compulsively, whatever that means. If it's for me, I, I run the gamut, like I said before. So if it's overeating, if it's binging, if it's orthoexia, if it's anorexia, if it's full on bulimia, if it's exercise bulimia, it doesn't matter. I'm messing around with food. And so I have a place here and, you know, I could go on. There's even a pamphlet that says, what if I don't believe in God? And, um, which has some really great parts in it. The OA 12 and 12, um, for step two is really great. Uh, the OA lifeline, which is all available online now has an entire topic section on atheists and, and, and agnostics. And one of my favorite, 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 um, stories is called, uh, energy plain and simple in that. And, um, then there's the OA Brown book that is full of stories. And it even talks about how our co-founder Roseanne didn't have God in the first version of steps. She wrote those out. So OA itself as an organization did not start with God in the picture. That's the way I interpret it. So when I hear 
the word God, for me, I, I guess it's kind of exposure therapy. It just doesn't have the same effect as it used to. But I, you know, for a long time, I'm like, okay, well, you say God, but I'm saying in my mind, you know, just like I'm reading in the big book, every time you say alcohol, I'm reading food. So every time you say God, I'm thinking recovery. I think, what is a power that is greater than myself? Obviously, I, you know, I feel like I have power, but I'm still eating. So do I really? And in my mind, there's a difference between the word powerless and the word helpless. I am powerless over my binge foods. Thank you. I am powerless over my binge foods, but I'm not helpless. If I was helpless, then I wouldn't be showing up here. (laughs) Um, But I need something outside myself to, you know, be it the wise mind of my fellows, things that I read from all different types of religion and non-religion that is outside, outside help that I receive, OA um, approved uh, resources, whatever I can take in that will help me not to eat this one thing today or to act out in another way because I'm feeling my feelings because I'm not eating that thing, then I will take it. Um, and that's, that I think is the really exciting part of OA is that it's become so much more, it's becoming so much more inclusive than it used to be. Um, and in my mind, it can only go up from here. And, um, I, I have, I've talked with, um, people in OA who were priests, who were, atheists who were doctors, who were, you know, uh, LCSWs, who, like everybody were, in my mind, we're extremely intelligent people, but I can't figure this out. Well, what's up with that? <laughs> so that's what keeps me coming back to the program. And what the program gives me is it's the representation of the values that I want for myself, the values that I need not to eat compulsively includes wisdom. It includes compassion. It includes honesty because I didn't get that growing up. It includes unconditional love. And that's what the program gives me. I can't give that to myself for one reason or another. So, um, which is why I keep coming back here. And um, I, I think, I think I'll just, I'll just end it there. And um Again, you know, the topics that I read were really great. If, if I didn't address that, I'm going to leave my phone number in the chat. And if, if you didn't get anything out of what I said, that's cool. I'm cool with that. I would say that with the disclaimer, I'm not the only one. So if I say something that, that didn't resonate, then I would, um, I would encourage that, that person to keep reaching out until you do find it because that's what I had to do. And that's what I keep doing. And that's what, um, keeps me coming, coming here. So thanks for, thanks for your service, everyone. Thanks for, um, thanks for, uh, witnessing me and seeing me and hearing me because that's what I need. I need to feel seen. I need to feel heard. And, and that's what these meetings allow me to do. So thanks for letting me share. I will pass.